Is that a Jamaican patty? It is. I had one last night. I'm having it for breakfast. This is where I've gotten to right now. <laughs> Going to the cottage. Don't have any groceries for any real breakfast. So, got to get something in me before we can, before I can put thoughts together about sports. Fuck, man. No baseball. <laughs> like, fuck another four days. <laughs> like, God damn it. I think your mic is not the right mic. Oh. All right, you ready? Let's go. All right. Today is Friday, July 31st. Uh, it's the year is 2020. This is the podcast called Underdogs. My name is Jacob Eamon. Here with me today for maybe the last day is David Patrick Fleming. Um, David, I wanted to reveal it to you on the show. I don't I'm guessing that you hadn't heard yet, but this might be our last episode for a number of different reasons. There was a report that just came out uh, 10 minutes ago that the Brewers versus Cardinals game has been postponed due to positive COVID-19 tests on the St. Louis Cardinals. So, no Phillies, no Marlins, um, the Cardinals are down, Um we made it past your week prediction, but I think we're we're getting perfectly aligned with my 13-day prediction for when the MLB season would be over. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, I think that you saying that this might be the last time that you see me. Are you just using me for baseball? What what, what is this about? Am I, is that all that this is to you? Like you you won't you won't meet me every morning and just turn on mics and talk about whatever is that? <laughs> I was actually just thinking about our show and if we continue to do a daily show throughout like the off season of all sports now, what we what 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 the show would become by the end of that? Oh my god, we would just be starting to drink at 7 a.m. and we probably wouldn't even be able to upload any of the audio, not without being canceled. Um what do I think of that? I think, obviously, I think it sucks. Like, we waited so long to get sports going, and then we just get this little tease, and now there's a threat that we might not have any sports. Luckily, we have basketball. The Raptors are playing on Saturday, and that's something, and that's something to get excited about. But uh, it's just so frustrating that baseball can't figure this out. It's end of days, I think, for baseball. It has to be. It seems like already when it was just the when it was just the Marlins and the Phillies, it already seemed like how are they going to recover from this? How the the Phillies are already talking about what a competitive disadvantage it is for them now not being able to work out there in quarantine. The pitchers aren't pitching. How do they start up again? You know they need another spring training. And the Mar like don't even get me started about who the Marlins are playing. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about their practicing or they're stretching their arms out or they're taking swings. Just get your ass on TV and start playing some baseball so I can watch. I don't care how bad it is. I need to see something. Do not make me sit alone with myself again. I can't go back to that place. Well, there's lots of basketball. Basketball started up last night, David. I saw, I saw. Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers, but there was also Pelicans and... Utah Jazz. Um, Rudy Gobert, after being the first person to test positive for COVID-19 in the NBA, scored the first bucket back. 
That's a very that's very signifying, actually, man. Isn't it? Does that, how long ago does that feel to you? I remember being on the streetcar in Toronto, mid March, and getting all of these messages about the NBA being postponed, and that to me, even the thought of that being in the same year that we are currently living in is mind blowing. That just feels like a different time. Yeah, it sure does. I feel a lot older. I guess I did turn older, but I feel like I, since then I've aged a number of years, not just one. And and back then too, when Rudy Gobert was uh, did that thing with the mics and the interview, and he touched all the mics and whatever, and he thought it was a big joke, and we were so mad, like Rudy, you're never going to recover from this. Your image is going to be ripped for the rest of your life and there's just been so many things that have happened since then in so many different perspectives and point of view that i don't even care about that at all anymore no well it it was all going to happen regardless of him touching the mics you know yeah. this was not avoidable just the same way that it's not avoidable in baseball now it's like i can't believe that people are talking about well it's it's only the marlins we the the rest of the league is fine okay like who are they kidding yeah, for now. Yeah. For now, it's been one week. And and now it's not just the Marlins. It's the Phillies, and now it's the Cardinals. It's everywhere, okay? There's no way that this, that this is going to just happen because the Marlins went out on the town in Atlanta one night. It's really crazy when you think about it, like just the, the attempt to try to play sports in a non-bubble situation in the epicenter of the virus. There's... No country in the world that's has more of a problem with this virus than the United States. And I don't know. And I'm, I, when they started the, to think about moving the baseball season forward, I know that the problem wasn't as severe as it is now, but it, it just seems impossible. There's just no way. There's just no way that this continues unless they pare it down to four teams and they can just have a little four-team tournament until the end. While I was watching the Blue game, the Blue Jays game last night, uh, I was imagining the Blue Jays just having to play the Nationals for sixty games in a row. And like, do you think you would? How many games do you think you'd make it into that season before you just had enough? I was thinking about that because they were talking about that on the broadcast yesterday. You know, why don't the Blue Jays just keep playing the Nationals for the rest of the weekend? It's because they don't have any more scheduled games against the Nationals, so it doesn't really make any sense. And where do you make up those games? I definitely wanted them to do that. So mm-hmm. I could definitely watch, you know. One more series? Yeah, I could definitely watch one more series of that. And, you know, it's better than nothing, really. I could probably watch it for quite a long time, to be yeah, honest. But that's like 18 to 24 more Starlin Castro at-bats that you have to suffer through. Especially I, after yesterday when he's gone four for four and then four for five in the end. But, Jesus, it's like he... He heard me on a podcast yesterday and took it out on me. There's something so boyish about him. He he seems like like he complains a lot. And and I haven't even really seen him complain. There's just something in his body language and his energy. When he struck out um on a I want to say it was Oh, it was a fastball right down the middle. It was like 93, and he swung and missed it. And he had this look on his face and his body language that was like, oh, what are you doing? Stop. Oh, that's such a stupid pitch. I was going to be five for five. Uh, like, I can hit that. I, let me do it again. Yeah. Uh, it was a tough game last night. It was a tough game to watch until about the eighth for me. I was I was struggling my way through it. 
Yeah, it's a tough start time. I wasn't really ready for it mentally, too. No, and I think I texted you maybe in the second, second, being like, I've got a real bad feeling for Ryu today. Doesn't look like it's gonna go well for him. And and you could just you could just tell right away, even in that Castro at bat, second guy up, he it it was gonna be a tough day when when he was trying with every pitch he had to try and get the ball past him, and there was nothing he could do to get it past him. You know, he's trying every pitch, every every pitch in the arsenal, every location, and and it was nothing. It's tough with a guy like that who only throws, you know, 91, 92 at the most. If they're off at all, it's going to be a really tough day, even though he has so many different pitches. That, let's call it 67-mile-an-hour curveball that he can drop in, I love that pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is so dirty. And I don't know if you felt this way or you noticed this but he struck out Adam Eaton with that 67 mile an hour curveball and Adam Eaton looked out at him like he stared out at him almost like and this is sort of that like machoism in baseball that I can't fucking stand sometimes it's like he looks out at him like what are you doing throw like a man from your fastball and it's the same shit that I don't know if you saw the the John boy of the Joe Kelly Carlos Correa thing the other day you can hear Carlos Correa yelling at uh Joe Kelly being like, why don't you throw me your fastball? Yeah, throw me your fastball like a man and I'll I'll hit it and I'll run around the bases. And it's like, well, yeah, that's why I don't throw you the fastball. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? That's why I don't throw it. Like, you can hit a fastball, Carlos Correa, but baseball is more than that. It's not just a, a nine-inning uh, dick measuring competition. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. But uh, Ryu just didn't have his fastball yesterday. I think he threw less than ten of them. It wasn't working for him. It wasn't. It wasn't as fast as his fastball usually is, which isn't that fast to begin with. So it was going to be tough for him. And honestly, I really, <laughs> I could be totally off on this, but when Dan Shulman started talking about it being thirty-four degrees out there, and I saw him out there, they're wearing pants. You know, like, like. <laughs> I've talked about this many times with baseball. The uniforms don't make sense for the for the location that they play it in. Um, I just thought, you know, this is going to be rough. It's too hot for this man to try and throw baseballs repeatedly over and over again. He's getting too hot. He's got, I don't know. It's definitely too hot, but I I hope that you're not suggesting they should wear shorts. I I, I don't know what it is about that. I, I don't want to watch them wear shorts. Right. The, I guess the problem with the shorts is the how weird they would look with the cleats. It's like wearing shorts and boots. Uh, dress shoes. <laughs> yeah, or, or boots. You know, they're bulky. They've got the spikes on them. It, it wouldn't look good. And it also, wouldn't be sh- good to see them sliding into the dirt and stuff, too, the shorts on. I, I just don't like the look. I, mm. I don't like it. I hope that's not where you're going with that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't know what... what the what the option is the um, option is don't play at 4 p.m the option is you know start the game at eight <laughs> yeah yeah pants are for nighttime pants are for nighttime um do you want to talk about vlad because because we got to do it at some point um the dude's got one rbi so far this season he's hitting cleanup every time uh he dh'd again which i guess we could have seen coming it was the day game after the night and he's vladimir guerrero jr so that's what he has to do he had one hard hit in the air grounded into double play what felt like every other at bat 
I felt like not not yesterday, but the game before that he started to look a little bit more comfortable in the plate. He started to look a little bit more patient and he wasn't diving out of the zone. And I felt like he was going to start to make this turnaround. I'm going to say something that you're not going to agree with. And that's probably a lot of people won't agree with. Mm -hmm. I think he should bat third in front of Gurriel. Just give him that chance. I've got no problem with that. I've always thought he should bat third. Because he wanted to bat behind Gurriel because he wanted to see how people pitch to Gurriel because he feels like they would pitch the same to him. That's not working. Uh, I want to see people challenge Vlad more because they don't want to face Gurriel. I want to see Vlad get guaranteed at bat in the first inning. And I want to see how that works. Give him a week of batting third. And I know there's an argument to be made that, you know, maybe Teoscar should move up in the lineup. I think Teoscar's fine. I've seen this dance with Teoscar too many times where he has a hot week, a hot two weeks. And we'll get then... to that later, David. I've got some Teoscar talk <laughs> for you later. <laughs> sure. Um, but I want to see them put Vlad number three, Bo Cavan, Vlad Guriel. That's what I want to see. Just give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, drop him to five, move Teoscar up. Drop him to nine, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Five. You don't, you don't do that, man. You don't, you don't uh, take a player with that much potential and then just sweep him under the rug. Give That's not sweeping a, him under the rug. It's giving yes, him, it is. it's treating him the way he deserves to be treated for the way he's playing. You don't get you don't get you don't because get to be a superstar because of your name. You have to earn Nobody it. said he's a superstar except you and everybody else. He's not standing in front of the mic. <laughs> Nobody saying, said it except for you and everybody else. I'm everybody saying like, else. what I'm saying is he's not out there saying I'm a superstar. Here's what I deserve. He's That's still a projection signing, onto him. He's still signing his name in the dirt before every time he steps into the You don't know what box. that means to him. You don't That's not a declaration of stardom that he's doing. He's not like I've arrived here. Sell this, this is, dirt for millions this is my in the signature. free market. No, it could be like a, a, a an honor to someone in his life. It could be somebody who's passed away. It could just be like a ritual that he does that he's always done since he was a kid. That's not a declaration of anything. That's just a routine and a ritual. Yeah, I, I know that. But okay, so he isn't a superstar. So if he isn't a superstar, even more reason to bat him eighth or ninth if he's not if he's not producing. But not everybody has superstar potential, which he has. So how long do you ride out the, the possibility that that's still in his future? And what does it do for him if you drop him down into the ninth spot? Like, come on. I, you might say, Vladdy, it's frustrating when he hits the ball on the ground over and over. But to put him below Danny Jansen, Derek Fisher, no. He doesn't deserve that. He's not a ninth hitter on this team. Not even close. Well, if there was a minor leagues, I'd be considering in the next, I don't know how long, maybe a week, two weeks if this continues, send him down to AAA, get some at-bats there. Get some confidence back. Maybe going down to the eighth spot or the ninth spot in the lineup is the best we can do to send him a message that he's not doing well enough. I don't know. Look across the league and you name me one superstar that's playing well right now. Nobody's playing well. This is, a, this is a difficult time to get a sample out of what a player is going to be, especially when he hasn't had enough at-bats in the big leagues in general to really get a sense of what he can really do because he's had flashes of being a superstar. You, you must admit that, that he yeah, has had course. flashes of being a superstar. And so who, who knows? Like it, As we were just saying off-air, 
maybe superstars need fans and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with like not being able to get that adrenaline to that level that makes you able to play at your at your top level because it's not like you have any practice at that necessarily of of not playing in front of any fans in a meaningful game so maybe you need that maybe maybe that's how superstars are wired because if you look across the league there's not one goddamn superstar who's playing well that is true um are you gonna bench him on your fantasy team have you considered it yet? Trade him? I'll give you Yuli Gurriel for him right now. We'll make a trade. No way. No way. I'm not, I'm not pulling the trigger that fast. That's way too fast. I ain't doing him like that. You he won't bench him. ain't going down like that. I ain't benching him yet. All right. Yuli Gurriel. Justin Turner. I'll give you Justin Turner for him right now. <laughs> no, I'm not even close. I'm not Why? even Why? Justin Turner's way better than him right now. I don't give a shit. I'm not trading Vlad for Justin Turner. Alex Verdugo. I've All got him. All it takes is Vlad to get a little bit hot, and his numbers could go off the charts. Dylan Bundy? Are you interested? <laughs> Dylan Bundy? That's a deal. <laughs> I was holding out for Dylan Bundy. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, you know that I want him to be amazing. Do More you? than anything. More than anything. Oh, really? That doesn't, doesn't come across that way. Why? Because you're hard on him every day. If 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 you is, were is his, anyone hard on him? Have we ever considered trying being hard on him to see what it does? You don't think people are hard on him every time that he does anything? He's punished. <laughs> it's like oh no, you don't play third anymore. Oh no, you're sitting today. Oh no, you're moving up down the order. Is oh, that no. a punishment or is that just is that the opposite? Opposite of a punishment. Well. You win, Vladdy. You get to DH today. Yay. Yeah. Applaud, Vladdy. It's his birthday every day. You didn't work hard enough, so we'll, uh, we'll adapt to you, and you can, you can be the DH today so you can rest. If they put that same level of scrutiny on every Blue Jay in that lineup, they wouldn't have a team. What, what does that mean? It means that they wouldn't be able to play half of their fucking team. They wouldn't be able to play Rowdy. They wouldn't be able to play uh, like Reese McGuire. They wouldn't be able to play Danny Jansen half the time. They wouldn't be able to play even even Bo's not hitting that well. Kevin's not hitting that well. Mm. Kevin's got mm. two home runs. He's batting two hundred. That's it. That's it. So why don't we talk about him? Two hundred. Bo's is not it? hitting well, really. The only thing Bo's hitting is Joe West right in the ear. <laughs> Bo Bo's hitting pretty well. Not that well. He hit two doubles last night, and, and he's only played in four games. He's definitely hitting the best out of the potential superstars on this team. But all I'm saying is that if we put the same level of scrutiny no, is. on Vladdy... Oh, yeah, I know you're right. You're absolutely right. But if we put the same level of scrutiny on Vladdy as we do on other players, that we should talk about Kevin that, that way then. Kevin's having real nice at-bats. You can't, you can't deny that. He's still, he's still walking... He is. He's got more home runs. He's he's uh, he's getting on base, uh, and he's and he's been the fire starter for this team multiple times. And he's playing all over. He's playing second base. He's playing right field. He's playing every day. I. But that's not Cabin saying. Um, that's just Cabin being told to do something and doing it. You, if you think if somebody said to Vladdy play third, he would say no. Um. No, I guess they're saying we don't believe you're capable of playing third. 
Whereas we believe that, Kevin, you're capable of playing pretty much anywhere. <laughs> Not anywhere, but fair, fair point. Well, why don't we get into Teoscar Hernandez now? While we're while we're on the on the subject of uh, hitting, because uh, Teoscar is tied for the lead of home runs in the league now. He's hitting three twenty one. He has two stolen base. He's got an OPS over a thousand. He's better than Mike Trout in all measures of baseball. He's for sure our most productive player. He hasn't had any complete disasters in the outfield. He had that one play where he, he whiffed uh, trying to catch a ball, but he was sliding. I don't know if you would call that routine. Um, but uh, the last time I brought up me thinking that he was a plate approach adjustment away from being an all-star, well, I actually referred to him as one of the best hitters in the league. What do you, what do you think about that now, David? Look, I think that this isn't anything new with Teoscar. He's every every season with the Blue Jays, he's had stretches where he's one of the top offensive bats in baseball, but that's not what makes you one of the best hitters in baseball. It's about consistency. And I still, when I see him in the outfield, I still don't see the same level of focus and effort. So that's what uh, drives me crazy with Teoscar. Mm-hmm. He has these great offensive stretches, and then he just gags it in the outfield. Lollygags. That's short for lollygags. I see him. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't throw the ball crisply into the infield. He doesn't take good routes to balls. And even when he got thrown out stealing yesterday, I was like, "That's your fault." <laughs> I just feel like there's an effort level on anything other than him being in the batter's box that takes him away. Because if he if he put the effort level in in every other aspect of the game, he'd be the team's MVP right now. But I'm not willing to he call him. He is the him. team's MVP right I now. I disagree. I think he's the, the best offensive player on the team. But you cannot be an MVP if you have an effort level issue in certain aspects of your game. I'm not sure I totally agree. I, I think I can, I can understand uh, your feelings about that. I haven't seen that with him. I don't... I haven't seen these not crisp didn't throws from from the outfield. Wide to third base yesterday when uh, I can't remember who on the Nationals was running to third, and he just you know like, well, I'm not going to get him anyway. Fifteen feet wide at third base. That's I didn't a big see that. Player. To be fair, Throw I did. I didn't ball. see that. As I mentioned before, it was a little hard to pay attention to that game in detail yesterday for me. Oh, <laughs> you're just watching a bunch of panting dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's making the catches he needs to, that he's supposed to. He's covering center field right now. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Randall comes back. Are they going to slot him back? What are well, they going to do? To your point, he is not at the defensive level of Mike Trout, which is what you said. You said he's at the same level or better than Mike Trout at every level. It, on the defensive side, that is just not true. Well, I don't know if uh, Trout has any uh, errors or defensive runs saved. I don't. I don't think Teoscar has either of them. Um, I'll get back to that, and when we come back to this show uh, next season, um, I'd be fine to see Teoscar DH and put Grishik in right field or in center field. So we don't see Rowdy, Rowdy anymore in the lineup. I don't need to see. Look, it's so tough because you know people are struggling right now, and you don't know necessarily what to make of it. But I think you put the hot bats where. They need to be, and because you're not getting too much upside with Teoscar being in the field, you have an opportunity of putting somebody else in the outfield that has a 
better defensive metrics and has a better chance and has a good chance of being a good offensive player too. Right now, Rowdy's not uh, hitting too well. So I'm happy to put Teoscar in DH to let Vladdy figure this out, play in first base more often. They're not going to do that. I know they're not going to do that, but this is what I want them to fucking do. I, I, I see your point. I think for me, I don't want to mess with him in any way right now. I want to keep him in the outfield every day. I want to keep him engaged in the game. Do you think that that's what he wants? I don't think he wants to be in the outfield at all. I think he would love to DH. Now, obviously, I don't know, but this is just what I get a sense of, that defense is just not something he cares too much about. I really have no idea. I can't speak to that at all. But... You know, we feel one way about him, but from I've never heard anyone say anything but like high praise for his work ethic on from from the team side, from the media. They all seem to say that this guy does work a lot. He works a lot in the outfield. Um, you know, he's part of this crew of of Teoscar, Rowdy or not Rowdy, uh, Vladdy and Lourdes, the jokesters on the team, always having a good time. Did that bother you yesterday when the Blue Jays are down by a couple of runs and they were showing the camera into the dugout and Vladdy's laughing and Teoscar and Lourdes were having a couple laughs? Someone needed to get on the phone, call Brad Pitt, get him on the way, get him in a hazmat suit, and go and break some bats in that thing. Do the, is this what losing sounds like? No, you know, I wanted to see that happen because, yeah, I, 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 I guess I feel a little mixed. Part of me is like, okay, yeah, good, Vlad, let it go, let it go. It'll be fine. Feel good. Yes, yes, great. And That's then you see him go up and bam, double play, ground into the double play. It doesn't help. <laughs> but I don't want them to show Vladdy on the bench all slumped over and looking dejected either. So that's where I kind of took from that. I was like, oh, thank God he's, he's able to smile and joke around. And it's not like you can tell Lourdes and Teoscar that they need to smarten up. I mean, they're they're uh, playing really, really well. Yeah. Those two guys are amazing. Who would have thought our outfield is the most productive thing in the on the team right now? Yeah, totally. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about basketball. Um, we both watched some of the games yesterday. I found, I'll be honest, I found basketball to be quite overwhelming to watch um i (laughs) i didn't watch much of the game i turned it on here and there i was packing uh to go to the cottage this week and it had been a long time since i had watched basketball and i wasn't used to the pace of the game especially watching this much baseball i'm like system overload i can't handle how fast they're doing it. i'm used to being able to you know just chill. I, I I really love the space in between pitches and games. Obviously, that's a lot of what I feel like this show is based on. My thoughts of, of what's happening and your thoughts of what's happening in between the pitches, watching these guys, and that doesn't exist in basketball at all. Um, yeah, for me, like, and this is just like growing up in Canada and watching basketball and, and going to a lot of... Uh, Canadian university basketball games and whatever. This isn't a, a comment on the ability or effort level of any of the players. I thought that I was actually quite surprised at how uh, good that everybody looked. But it, it was the sort of uh, the quiet of the game, the hearing the, the squeaks and not really just sort of being able to hear like faint cheers from minimal amount of people on the sidelines. It reminded me of a Canadian university game and it was just a bit like, ugh, ugh. I had to get over that. I'm going to have to move through that uh to start enjoying the game 
Mm. I didn't. I guess because I'm comparing it to baseball, all I could think of this setup is amazing. The live Zoom fans don't do much. They don't do a whole lot for me. They but don't really show them. Yeah, the the angle of the screen, you kind of get a lot of glare, and you don't really see them from the whole time. But the way they've set up the court, the way that they've got these like race car seats separated so nicely for all the players sitting, um, the plexiglass wall with the score score guys in there, and then the big screens behind them, it feels very full to me. It doesn't feel cavernous or empty the way I feel about baseball. So I, I feel like the setup is is great, and I think it's only going to get better as the players, you know, we get towards the playoffs. Um, this is their first games back. But also, both of the games last night were super, super close, like really tight games, super competitive. They both went down to the last shot of the game. Paul George, uh, it, they were the Clippers were down three. Paul George drained a three to tie it up. Uh, LeBron went and did a layup, got them up by two, and then Paul George took a bad shot for the win, missed, well, and Kawhi looked so pissed. Well, for me, it was like, that's that's your shot, Kawhi. And yeah. he was being guarded by LeBron, and I was like, well, take the shot. Like, do something. Take, But he just sort of I just gave it up at an awkward time. I'm sure Paul George wasn't expecting to get the ball in that moment. It's not like I, there's, I don't see how you're pissed at Paul George for that shot. He kind of dumped the ball to Paul George with a couple seconds left. And what was he supposed to do? He took a really off balance, awkward three. Well, I think that uh, Leonard was pissed to begin with that someone wasn't helping him quicker. He got in trouble with James and uh, I think, uh, shading of a double team towards him. It took too long for Paul George to come and get to a place where he could pass to him. And then I think Leonard wanted to kind of give and go. He gave it to to Paul George, expecting to get the ball back right away. But he didn't. He's not going to force a bad shot in the same way that Paul George did at the end there. Um, and they probably drew up a play, and and uh, they didn't execute it. Yeah, I mean that for me just kind of came across as being a little bit out of rhythm haven't played in a while because i think if if you know this was normal season and they hadn't had that hiatus i i'd be shocked if Kawhi doesn't take that shot if he doesn't manage a way to get a shot off that he's comfortable with taking um i was thinking about lebron and i thought lebron had an intensity in him in the moments that i was watching the game and he looked motivated not that there there's a version of lebron that doesn't typically look that way but you know i was thinking about a lot of different things that are at stake for him if you think about the death of kobe bryant which seems like 10 years ago but it's still this year wanting to bring a championship to la maybe because of that uh the the questions of lebron's legacy um, his age, his place in the league, is he still the best player in the league? And then this whole thing with the last dance and people saying like, oh, all these young players just being like, oh, well, Michael's the best, Jordan's the best player player ever now. And he's got to have this extra motivation for this season. I think that he is fired up and I think that we're going to see him kind of reestablish himself as the no question best player in the NBA for the rest of this season. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I think that you're definitely right on the mindset. I don't I think it's gonna be hard for anyone to outdo LeBron in that way. But physically, 
you know, he is he is old. And I know he's did in he look in, old last night. He did not look old to me, man. He's still like when he's doing uh certain things on the court, like in terms of like dunking and his cuts and his speed and his explosion, he doesn't look 35 to me. No. He definitely he looked better than Kawhi last night. Um and there was a lot of talk of Kawhi maybe being the best player in the league after the end of the playoffs last year, and that could still happen again this year. Play, playoff Kawhi is a different animal oh, than regular season Kawhi, and we have to see we have to see Giannis. We haven't seen Giannis back yet. LeBron um, looked like he was in incredible shape. He's always in incredible shape. That's that's never a question with him. But to keep up that level of shape in the quarantine at his age is no small task no i agree i agree some some 21 year olds can't even do it <laughs> who, who? <laughs> i don't know just <laughs> just tossing it out there that there are some 21 year olds that just can't stay in decent shape especially over a quarantine uh, i'm sorry um i just want to i want to quickly give a shout out here to ben nicholson smith who uh, responded back to a tweet that I did a while ago. Um, he actually did give me a response a couple of days ago from a tweet that was maybe a week ago. I thought it was going off into the ether and he was never going to respond to me, but he did. Um, it was my question. Um, listeners from the beginning of the show, you might remember, I asked Ben Nicholson, Smith, and Arden Swirling, any indications of what Shapiro talked about last year with the Rogers Center renovations? See anything that looked like it will, quote, will affect every minute of every game, quote, end quote, question mark. Without, plus, without games this season, could there be plans for a big renovation between now and April? Ben responded, in theory, this extended period without baseball in Toronto could be a good time to upgrade Rogers Center. Uh, Blue Jays made some changes over the winter, new audio system, extended netting, concession upgrades, but my understanding is no plans for larger scale renovations exist right now. And so thank you to Ben for answering that question. He retweeted my tweet to answer it, and there was lots of engagement on that, other people retweeting that. But don't feel great about the no plans for the renovations for the Rogers Center. Yeah, it seems like a little bit like a, a missed opportunity, but... Let's get some grass in there. I don't think that's happening. No, I don't think so either. So no baseball this weekend. Uh, how many? How many? They're playing again Tuesday, maybe Possibly if the season Tuesday still exists. In Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, great. That's exactly where we want to go. To it's nice and cool, nice and cool Atlanta, Georgia. And there's hardly any COVID there. <laughs> Jesus, this is so crazy. It's like playing Frogger with COVID across the United States. Yes, it is. Um, so I'm driving up today to Manitoulin Island. And I'm going to be there all next week. Um, David and I are going to attempt to keep doing this show every day. I don't know what the internet access is like at the place I'm going. So we're going to be figuring that out as we go along. We're not going to have any games to talk about Monday. We're in base, or Blue Jays, rather. We're not going to have any Blue Jays games to talk about Tuesday. Whether or not we have any Blue Jays games to talk about ever again remains up in the air for now. Um, I think we'll see a lot. Uh, we will see a lot of updates happen over this weekend, especially now with this Cardinals news coming out that their games postponed. 
But uh, we will have Raptors. We know that the Raptors play Saturday night. They kick off the season against the aforementioned LeBron James. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait to get back into my basketball mode, get my uh, uh, attention span ready again for that level of pace of game. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. I think that that's actually going to going to carry us through here carry us through a little bit of a dead time in baseball and if even if baseball doesn't come back i think that we're gonna we're gonna get all fired up about this nba season because i have all the all the belief that the nba will be able to see this all the way to a championship yeah um before we go david what do you think about vladimir guerrero jr for i don't know i just picked up this guy uh Yesterday, I picked up Garrett Richards, starter for the Pirates. He's pitching. He's pitching today. I could get, guarantee you some some points pitching starting today. What do you think about that? Guarantee of points. How many points I've lost on bad starts? How many points has Vladdy netted you total so uh, far this season? He's at like minus two or something. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I what mean, do you mean look, not that bad? I mean, like it could be worse. I've got guys on the team that are at like minus twenty eight. I'm just saying he's not my biggest issue. I'm not trading him. I'm certainly not trading him to you. Um, I, I made a nice little pickup of Kyle Lewis. He's mm-hmm. going to take me to the promised land, I think. And I actually made a little turnaround, and I'm, uh, uh, I think, five points up on uh, King West 98th percentile, I think is the name of the team I'm playing. And... So I, I I'm I'm hopeful right now. I've made some good little good little transactions lately that have helped me out, and I'm not giving you anything. I'm not giving you any player, certainly not Vladdy. Mm-hmm. I will do my business elsewhere. Okay, okay. You you won't make a trade with me for the entire season. That's right. Why? Because uh, my business is closed to you, and I, my company doesn't wish to comment on why. Thank you for your interest in my team. Thank you for your interest in my players. We choose to do business elsewhere. Thank you so much for what your if, time. What if I offered you something that you couldn't refuse? You're still not going to interact with me on principle? You know how you don't want to hang out with somebody who has COVID? I don't want to hang out with your players because they've been around you. Uh-huh. Okay. That's interesting. What if I offered you Mookie bets for Vlad? You wouldn't take it? Deal. I'll take that right now. That's an official trade <laughs> here on the show. How you about how about, George Sp- out. how about George Springer? No. Is that is something you're interested in? No, it's not. I don't want any I don't want any Astros. George Springer's netted me three points so far this season. It's <laughs> it's it's one of uh, I can't believe how bad these these superstars are playing right now on you my wanna, team. You wanna you wanna talk about Vladdy being bad on my team? Look at Acuna. Horrendous. <laughs> Absolutely horrendous i i'm close to benching acuna i'm not benching vladdy but i'm close to benching acuna i recommend it maybe if you do that he'll 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 take the, he'll see the message and start <laughs> getting his act together I'm, I'm i might i might i might bench springer tonight just for fun i don't, I don't know. have like a ton of players playing this weekend right yeah <laughs> yeah that's the other thing i feel like i got i got hurt by not having the yankees play uh it's it's so weird this whole thing whatever um have a great weekend everybody um enjoy the sun get out there there's no baseball to watch so so you can you can enjoy time not watching television 
and uh, hopefully we'll be back Monday, and I will be a whole new me up in the wilderness in Manitoulin Island, northern Ontario, super zen, not going to be pissed about Vladdy. It's going to be amazing. Buenas noches.